Hey everyone, this is Clementine from the OHS Observer podcast, and I have here with me the leaders of the Leadership and Activism Club from OHS, and they'll be answering a few questions today regarding leadership and in like teens and the younger generation, as well as just the club in general. Um, so starting off, what exactly is the Leadership and Activism Club? Yeah, so the Leadership and Activism Club um, is a Stanford online high school led by Dr. Beatty, um, me and Keshev, and then um, our entire team, which includes Clementine, Sabine, and Chase, and we're looking to get a few members as well. Um, and the goal of our club is two parts. Um, first, we want to, you know, make a difference in our school, in our community, um, and that's through our activism part and showing leadership at our school. Um, and currently, our club, you know, with the global pandemic um, and the uh, the consequential food insecurity crisis, our, our club is working together to make um, a source where everyone from the OHS community and um, anyone in general actually can donate to to help combat these high, rising rates of food insecurity throughout the entire nation. Uh, and so that's the first part of our project. And we're going to look forward to it, especially in future meetings in future years, to continue to impact our OHS community in the surrounding areas. Um, but also, uh, I guess, each of our own individual activism projects where um, me and Keisha, the club leaders, have uh, created some of our own nonprofit organizations to actually, you know, dive and work into the fields we're very passionate about. So for me, that's been both food insecurity and the brain, especially the adolescent brain. And for Keisha, it's been um, magic and science and magic and STEM, right? Uh, and so everyone, we believe everyone has some, um, has some passion, something they're very, very interested in, um, and they want to kind of make a difference in the community with. Um, and so we, I guess, when we started our club, we were looking for a few people who we're willing to you know, take that passion into action. And so um, from there, we got three members so far, we have, as I mentioned again, um, and each of our members is working on, you know, creating each of their own initiatives based on um, a field they're very passionate in. And um, I guess based on, uh, you know, going out and actually doing work in the community. And so um, as we're getting started with each of our activism projects, I guess that kind of combines the second step where each individual is kind of making, you know, um, an, an own, their own initiative and ability to get out and make a difference in our community. And that's, I guess, what the Leadership Activism Club is, making a difference as a group in our school and surrounding communities. And then each of us kind of pushing forth our passions into our community to continue, you know, helping out um, and I guess being the future leaders of our generation. Yeah, Keshav, do you have anything to add? No, I think that was really well summarized. We have two parts. One is working with the entire OHS community and collectively as a club to just combat the issues that are going on in the world and setting an example as OHS pixels. And another just working on our individual projects about causes that we are each passionate about. And as Shivak mentioned, for him, it's neuroscience. For me, it's magic. For, for others, it might be about sea life. It might be about climate change. And so that's what we do with the leadership and activism. Yeah, and kind of relating to that, how did this club start and kind of what inspired you to go beyond your own personal organizations and move towards like helping others kind of take their own passions into like fruition? Yeah, that's a great question. And the way it actually started was Shivek and I, as we mentioned, we were very passionate about some causes and we met with some other individuals who were also very passionate and we actually found a mentor and this was, um, I think, about two to three years ago. And so we found that there were so many other people at this camp that were all forming their own projects. And uh, we saw how they successful they were, they were, the outreach they were, um, the large outreach they were reaching, and just the number of different platforms and how successful they were. And so we decided that once uh, we started to get the hang of it, too, we realized, oh, everybody can do this. And so that's why we just started 
we decided to start the Leadership and Activism Club. We saw from our successes in Magic to STEM and uh, our team brains that, um, especially as OHS pixels are very bright and we're all very, uh, we, we're all very passionate about making changes. So we thought we'd bring it this, we thought we'd bring this um, knowledge here to the OHS, OHS as well. Yeah, basically what Keshav said, you know, um, I guess we thought that each of us kind of had something we're interested in, something we did. And so, you know, being able to bring it back to our OHS community um, and kind of give back and help, I guess, others who are also interested, but haven't, you know, had the opportunity to, you know, get their hands dirty. And I guess that was something that we really wanted to do, um, which is one of the reasons we started the Leadership and Activism Club. Yeah, and kind of honing in, like, further into that, I guess, um, kind of what got you interested in like leadership itself? Like, when do you think in your lifetime, like you started to realize like you probably should, you like want to kind of help your own communities in like whatever passions you are particularly interested in? Yeah, I guess for me, it started on like in a younger age, actually, probably in uh, really in middle school. But I guess the first time I really had a leadership role was like when I was in the student council in my school's elementary school in fifth grade. Um, and so that was my first experience. But since then, um, I guess, you know, the people who've kind of worked with me said that I have, like, you know, the qualities to be a leader. And it's just something I, I like, you know, kind of in, in groups, I would always take some initiative, try to lead the group. Um, and it's something that, I guess, um, it just felt natural to me. And so from then, you know, being able to kind of help and give back to my community also through service, um, as I've been, uh, again, in, in, in middle school, I was like the vice president of my school's, uh, like, community service club, essentially. And so, you know, being that kind of really gave me the first opportunity to be a leader, but also, you know, to give back to my community. Um, and again, from, I guess from then, it's just been something that, you know, feels natural to me and something that I've continued to um, keep on doing, trying to practice my leadership skills, um, reading books from famous leaders as well, um, you know, learning from them uh, and keep improving myself. And I guess, I guess just um, it's, yeah, as I said, again, it's, it's a bit feels starting to feel natural trying to, you know, take initiative uh, and be a leader. And so I guess it really started for me for a while back. And practicing throughout the years has made it, you know, second nature to me to try to, you know, act like a leader um, in situations. Yeah, and I think that everybody at some point already naturally has been a leader, whether it's in a school or even just at home. But more specifically in regards to our nonprofits, I know, uh, I think it's usually caused by some sort of outrage or something that you're passionate about. And um, in the case of, I think, Shivek and our teen brains, just seeing, um, especially with teenagers, I'm, I'm not too sure about this, he can elaborate a little bit more, but seeing maybe uh, the depression and other side effects that happen, especially as you're a teenager and something that you're really passionate about, something that's often horrible or something you think you can make a difference about is something that really gets it started. For me, it was a similar thing and um, it was a little less toned down in that you'd often find that many people would be disappointed in STEM. You'd just get worksheets every day and it's a really repetitive process, but I really came to enjoy it maybe through stuff like Bill Nye the Science Guy or even the physics show, even at a really, really young age. And so for people that didn't get that and at a school at the first exposure was just the times table over and over and over. I realized that some people weren't really liking STEM the same way and they, so that that's what caused me to think maybe I could reinvent how we teach them. Maybe we could bring magic into it or something that's more fun or interesting. And so of course we all have these leadership skills that our own qualities and I think that's what Shavak mostly talked about but that spark that really got us to start our own nonprofits was when we experienced something that we were passionate about that we found maybe was not as uh, that was more outrageous yeah 
Yeah, and why do you think, I guess, leadership is really important, especially like when you're young? Because I know a lot of people my age like feel like, oh, I can't start an organization because like maybe I don't have enough time or, you know, they're scared to like take that like big step. So why do you think it's like especially important to start like getting out there? Yeah, and in fact, one of the things that I would argue is that it's actually easier when you're young. You, in fact, have more time. You, in fact, the opposite would happen. I know we have school and everything, but as adults, there's a lot more to manage. There's other life. You might even have a separate job. But as a child, when you see something that um, you often you often hear that you're really young, but age doesn't matter, right? As long as you have a passion with today's social media, there's and uh, social media and all these platforms, you can easily get together a really large group of people who, if you have a cause you're passionate about, especially as youth, you can you can make a bigger difference. That when you have a what stands out more, especially in the news, is a group of young people coming together rather than a group of um, just a group of ordinary people. And you can see that when we all band together at this young age, um, we also develop skills that will be useful later in life, but we're also able to make a difference about things that we are passionate about. Starting early, uh, I, I mean, obviously there's like a certain age limit, you know, it's hard to start at a very, very young age, but starting early um, for leadership, I've also found it, you know, a bit easier. And I feel like, um, it's, I feel like it's uh, sometimes leadership, some people say, you know, it's a quality that you're either born with or you're not. And maybe to an extent that's true, but I feel like, you know, it's it, it's all about taking initiative. And, you know, even um, a lot of, especially a lot of younger elementary schools, they have little circles and groups that you can kind of join up in and uh, practice your opportunities to be, you know, I guess, you know, little clubs you can join in and practice leadership. So it's all about, you know, taking initiative, depends on when that starts. And um, it's, again, being a better leader is something that can be acquired over time. It does take practice. And so, you know, especially if you're very interested in, in polishing your leadership skills, starting early um, uh, always helps. Uh, and I know that a lot of times people say that sometimes, you know, especially for younger kids, um, it's harder for them to, you know, get leadership positions, especially when they're working with like elder, older people, right? For instance, middle schoolers working with high schoolers often don't get in leadership positions. And so um, that's, that's always going to be there, I guess, because of, uh, I guess the views that people hold that, hey, these people have more experience and um, that's why they're holding, uh, holding these leadership positions. But I don't think that should stop um, anybody at all. I mean, I do think, you know, I guess in the circles that you're in, the communities you hang out with, um, some people naturally find their natural born leaders and it just takes time for them to identify themselves as leaders and then they can build upon it and continue to, you know, be um, a better leader. So starting um, early, I understand that there are always some difficulties with them, um, but I do feel like, you know, if interacting with friends and groups is always possible to kind of understand your own leadership skills, seeing where you can improve. It requires self-analysis and self-reflection, um, which I guess people have to be willing to do, but with that, people would be able to, you know, become better leaders from younger ages. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's like, you know, maybe wanting to start their own, kind of like the position that a lot of the people who joined the Leadership and Activism Club were in, um, just kind of like a quick rundown, I guess, like, how you would go about starting their own nonprofit. Yeah, and I guess from that, again, the first step is always self-reflection um, with everything. Um, self-reflection, not only of who you are, but what you're interested in, what, what, what you're passionate about and what defines you. Because you can really only, you know, if you, if you want to form an organization, you want to do something, you're giving back to the community and you want to do something you're interested in, right? Like for instance, um, I'm interested in biology. And so if I was doing something in physics, I wouldn't enjoy that, right? And um, I guess that wouldn't be something I feel like I'll be able to help the community with because it's not something I'm truly passionate about. So you have to find something you're interested in. For me, again, that was like the teenage brain.
And then after that, um, again, it's, you can't, you know what they say, Rome wasn't created overnight, right? Like, again, you can't create a whole organization overnight. It's going to take time, step-by-step process. Uh, and so after reflection, um, you're going to want to do your own research, right? Try to, you know, what, what you're interested in, trying to uh, compile resources. Um, make sure you're familiar with everything there is, because again, you have to do research to fully understand the concept and the idea. And then from then, you know, everything is going to be more steps, you know, finding similar organizations, learning from them um, and working together with them, um, to getting fundraising, trying to social media promotion, getting everything out there before actually going out in the community. And, you know, let's say you're hosting a session to help younger kids going out um, and actually, you know, working with them. And so it's a step-by-step process and patience, I guess, is the number one thing. Patience and taking initiative are the two things that I guess anyone who's interested in starting an organization should have because um, you should expect that it won't be done overnight, but also um, it's, it's a process. And if you're you know, really passionate about something, you, nothing will hold you back from completing what you're interested in. So again, finding a passion and be willing to take small baby steps to your goal um, is I guess the biggest tip that I would give to anyone who's interested in you know, going out into the community like that. Yeah, and as Shivak said, there are a few things that you're always gonna follow. First of all, identifying what is your goal. You wanna have a very clear vision and uh, doing your research uh, before starting. But I think the biggest advice is identify your weakness as early on as possible. So, and just focus as much as you can on that weakness. So um, not totally sure, but I, I think in the case of some of my other friends, that was not following a plan and making a plan, especially a daily or weekly plan can be really important if, um, if you're, you find that you're really busy with other things, you really need to stick to a plan and follow it. But for me, what was a bigger problem and something that really held me back in six months was um, trying to be a perfectionist and trying to say, I'm just going to keep researching, keep researching until I can do it perfectly and then post on my social media. My first, my first thing will be perfect and after that, it'll keep following. Um, if you're like me, then you have to first just get out there and try. Hold a live session, put something out there. It doesn't have to be great, even if it's just one week's worth of something because otherwise you'll keep being held back for up to six months on just making a huge plan and a huge schedule, but not putting anything out there. So really identify what your weakness is and combat it as much as you can. Just if, if, if you're really scared to put something out there because it doesn't look great, you, you have to go ahead and do it before you'll, you'll start going well. So yeah, I, I agree with what Shivak said, but also identify your weakness and target. Mm-hmm. And I guess to kind of finish off one, Kind of theme I've noticed from this talk and I guess like the meetings I've joined at Leadership and Activism Club is like really anyone can kind of take part in leadership and like even though it may seem like I guess like oh like I don't have enough time or like there are different situations people are in like what would you say about like you know that because like there's so many different forms that leadership can kind of take there a lot of people find like maybe they're like afraid to start because like they don't have enough time or maybe they feel like you know like I'm in this I don't have like a big enough group to start like they're on their own like there's different situations so like what would you say like anything to add about the theme regarding how you know leadership kind of can take place in any form and you don't really there's no like strict rules that are like holding you back and you really can start from any place yeah yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, of course, leadership is a creative process and one that relies on identifying your strengths and weaknesses and using them to your ability to get whatever you can done. And so um, I think like 
you may not, as you mentioned, what one challenge may be that you may not have a large group. Um, you may not, you, you may find that, well, I'm not getting a large enough audience. And so you can see your strengths and weaknesses and how can I target that? Maybe, maybe you're really good at pitching ideas to people. Well, you can try emailing uh, several different organizations. You can, if your uh, strength is researching, you can research what are some um, incubators or other organizations that help nonprofits or people that are passionate about growing. And um, so you can really take any approach, whatever you feel really confident with, maybe you could take that route um, to get to your goal because there's always gonna be many different pathways and um, you can use whichever one suits you best. Yeah, as if Larry and Kisha, there's always like multiple forms of leadership and multiple forms of actors. And there's no like, you know, defined route that any, everyone has to follow every single time because it, it, it it really varies on situation, on person, on everything. And again, it's always you have to find your strengths first. And uh, again, as a theme, as I'm mentioning, is like self-reflection, right? Trying to figure out what you're good at, what you're interested in doing and pursue that. Like there's no need to do something that doesn't appeal to you or doesn't make sense to you um, and is something different altogether. And so just really quickly finishing what Keisha said, find what you're interested in. Is it research and follow that? If it's something else, then you know, follow that um, maybe actually do some work in it then you can you know um as you work with others kind of um get to know others and say hey this is something i'm interested in and then you'll be able to tell that maybe they're starting to respect you a bit more and respect is always the first step of being a good leader uh, and so it really i guess just depends on person to person and self-reflection 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 is always like the biggest thing for um people to kind of do um especially you know in initiatives like this and I guess that's it. Thank you so much for joining me on, I think this is the third episode of the OHS Observer podcast. And, you know, I guess that's it. Yeah, thank you. For sure. Thank you so much. It's really fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.